When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Nice to meet Rocky. He just popped by to say what's up. Uh, was in the can. Dan says 26 24. Uh, Elvano for the win in Gopherland. 489 1240. We'll check in with Brandon Vogel. Here in a minute, get his take on things as uh, Vogue's uh, doing awesome work. Uh, and uh, Mr. Rick is out on his fun- – I got to I gotta check out Rick's uh, kitchen because this dude's got a flat screen built into uh, the wall with money black backsplash uh, surrounding it. <laughs> uh one time my brother did backsplash, bless his heart, and it was incredible. I asked if I could help, and, and he said, eh, you know, uh, you'll do more harm than good. 489-1240, 489-1240. Uh, Mike Corgan has checked in on the StreamYard. Uh, the nickname that we're going to say Cranach give the polar bear. So I guess Hutmacher has two nicknames. One you can read on the screen, I will not say on the air, and the other is, we just got to stick with, with Polar Bear, don't we? Is that family acceptable? I, 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 I think we can stick with it. I, I, I understand Mark's position on this. If you listen to the Saturday morning show, you, you know what that nickname is. I mean, and it, he does bring up a great point that whenever you, you, you say that name, and I don't think there's any problem with saying Nut Smasher on the air. <laughs> Elijah Herbal, everybody. I mean, we can say Nutcracker around Christmas time. What's the difference between Nutcracker and Nut Smasher, really, besides In, the violence intent, of the act? Intent. <laughs> One's a dancer. The other's <laughs> the other's the uh, the old fashioned. But um, yeah, the other is is something that threats happen that way. Uh, be sure to check out Brandon Vogel. Follow him on Twitter at Brandon L Vogel. And subscribe to the Counter Re. Him and Aaron Sorensen do an amazing job. A lot of red has just rolled in to the lobby. Uh, folks are hurting for beer. I think they're thirsty. Uh, and we say hi to Brandon Vogel in his football office. Vogues, it is game day, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. We made it. Um, I kind of like. Uh, I wouldn't want it every Thursday, but I kind of like this Thursday night opener. I think it's. I think it's intriguing. I mean, the game itself is intriguing, but playing on Thursday, having a little bit of center stage to yourself. I know there are other games, and uh, as somebody who likes to watch a lot of games, uh, having the freedom to do that on Saturday also makes me happy. So, Yeah, it's it's good. Now, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, the, the first experience I had with Thursday night football was in high school, and it was – T.O. going for his 200th career win. And Baron Miles put on his Superman cape. They're down 13 nothing to some garbage. 
garbage Oklahoma State team. There's no motivation. There's no juice for Nebraska. And then Baron Miles blocks a punt, snakes it in the end zone. This is the 93, is that right? 90, yeah, 93 season. And Nebraska goes on to roll, fourth quarter team, 27 to 13. That, that blocked punt explodes things. The other Thursday night game was the, uh, the, the destruction of Oklahoma State uh, with 1995. Now, side note, bachelor party, I do remember this part of it. Nebraska went down to Southern Miss and uh, donkey punched Ole Miss or Southern Miss uh, rather heavily uh, in, in, a, in a blowout, in a blowout. But Thursday nights can get dicey. Let's just hope it's that way for the Gophers if you're a Nebraska fan. Folks, have you been able to put your finger on what the heck happens tonight, or are you just going to grab the popcorn and wait and see what the rest of us? Uh, no, I don't think I've been able to. I've, I've done my best, but I don't think I, I feel like I've got the pulse of this game. You know, no Minnesota. <laughs> no, Minnesota, you know, has has a good amount to replace and, and some key players. I think they're pretty dangerous on the outside offensively. Like they've, they've got a good deep group of receivers for a long time. Well, re- well, I guess at least the past two years for sure. They've been about the run heaviest team in the country that doesn't run the option. 70 percent. Yeah, are they going to be that way now, you know, without a, a Mo Ibrahim? Um, <clears throat> we'll see. But that, that run game really set up what was a pretty big play passing game. So it's interesting for them offensively. And then their heavier losses are on defense. Nebraska, you know, new staff, new team, new scheme. Uh, plenty of question marks on that side. Brandon, whenever I look at this, my, my opinion has changed just slightly over the past week or so as – as Minnesota's kind of found what they're going to be through fall camp. And, and I, I've been listening to some Minnesota podcasts. I've been listening to Joel Klatt and his preview. He's been doing a lot of preparation. And, and both Joel Klatt and the Minnesota faithful don't seem to have a lot of confidence in what the offensive line and the defensive line can be this year. And that's mostly because we haven't seen a lot of these guys. A lot of them have been sitting, waiting, biding their time in the program. But the, the Minnesota faithful don't seem to have a lot of confidence in those two units. And Joel Klatt says from his preparation, his, his conversations, he thinks Minnesota might be throwing the ball around a little bit more this year. Instead of focusing on that downhill rushing attack, it might be a, a rushing attack mixed, mixed with some, some short rhythm passing attack. And that feels so different from what I'm used to from Minnesota based on what Fleck has done in his six years there now. And I want to get your thoughts on, on how you think Minnesota is going to attack this Husker team because the closer we get, the more I'm starting to think it might not be what we think of Minnesota when you think back to the past four or five seasons. Yeah, I, I think you could be right there. Like I, you know, I mentioned off the top, like pretty intriguing group of receivers. I know Brevin Span Ford, you know, is is a is a future NFL tight end uh, that you got to worry about as well. And you know, some of those flak Western Michigan teams were, were what I would describe as kind of pass pass first teams. So it's not totally outside of the realm. It's just different from what Minnesota has been uh recently under him so so i could see it you know the the o-line piece of it is is intriguing uh, i mentioned it in the game preview that i wrote this week uh not not only did they lose three starters up front but three all big 10 guys and i think three guys who all ended up on nfl rosters um i'm not sure if all of them were drafted off the top of my head so i mean that that all rings pretty true uh, to to what i've been able to see of of minnesota just you know kind of looking at their profile questions on the lines um good good receiver group returning quarterback which which is an advantage not a lot of big 10 teams have well 
part-time starter returning at least, which is still not an advantage a lot of Big Ten teams have. Brandon Vogel's with us. The counter read is uh, where you can read Brandon Vogel at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. So, Vogues, you have confidence that Nebraska can seize the moment. What I mean by that is Nebraska's had opportunities in their last five losses to Minnesota, well, four. 2019 was <laughs> just grab the <laughs> grab a firearm and run a bullet. I mean, the 2019 <laughs> was no good. But the games after that, though, right, the COVID game, 2020, uh, Nebraska's right there to have it, and here comes P.J. with 30 guys that aren't sick. They win. 2021, the electronic fence at the goal line as you're trying to take the lead after being down two scores. And then even last year, you go, you go up 10 nothing. All you need, all you need is one more scoring possession to make that 13 a 16. And that's a three-score game, and Minnesota's game plan with the Greek freak has to go out the window because you knocked uh, Captain Morgan out. Nebraska could not seize the moment and deliver a knockout punch against Minnesota. I don't know if it happens tonight, but do you think that change is under rule where Nebraska can actually grab momentum, flip it, or keep it in these type of ball games, these slugfests? Yeah, I don't I don't know how confident I am in like them being able to do that tonight in a couple of hours, first game out. <clears throat> but I do feel a greater confidence in them being in that position as we continue on. You know, I've been really impressed with this coaching staff. Um, you know, just from from the outside. But I, I think they're I think they're about teaching the right things, which, you know, seems like a maybe seems like a foregone conclusion for these guys who make five, six, seven, eight million dollars a year. But uh, it's it's not. Um, and the way that they kind of preach their approach to this, um, I think I think is what makes the difference is what makes that feel likely eventually for me. And, and we'll see, you know, this is a game that will probably be that um, I think it's going to be a close quarters game. Um, it's going to be ugly in, in a way that like all week one games are, but I think styles here contribute to that a, a little bit. And, and it's probably going to be close. Uh, most of the, the past Nebraska, Minnesota games flex five and one against Nebraska. Um, almost all of them, except for one, I think if I'm remembering correctly, was, was a close game of, of those wins for Minnesota. That 10 point deficit last year, was the largest comeback at Minnesota since 2014 to your point of them not being built to, to kind of do that. I mean, 10 points, like sure it's two scores, but it's not even two touchdowns. It's Brandon Vogel with us here on Hale varsity radio and Vogues. If tonight is not a win for Nebraska, can this still be a victory for the program as a whole? I know Matt rule is not going to preach that to his team, but from, from a fan base point of view and from a where this program has been, can, can something that is not a win tonight, which the only option is a loss, can that still be a win for this program in its rebuilding process? Um, I, I think so. Um, and in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm maybe the worst person to ask this because I, I kind of firmly believe that for a number of years now, I've, I've beaten into the ground that football seasons to me are like are like novels. And, and every game's a chapter and... <laughs> You know, we treat one as, as as the story on its own every every time because you've got a, a week to go until the next one, right? But really, so a win for me for Nebraska here would be, do you come out of this game feeling optimistic about the next one? 
um, because I really do like make an effort to look at this as like there's there's 12 games. The only objective is to win them. The only way you can get where you want is to win every chapter. If we're going to use that analogy, um, but it's just not it's not always the case. So I I'm I'm kind of predisposed to the notion that hey let's let's see what we can learn tonight and uh, we'll move on to Colorado when it's time to move on to Colorado. Bogues, I'm going to put you on the spot before we say goodbye. Do you have a prediction or at least a lean for our wagering friends out there? Um, I mean, on the wagering side, uh, if you could get Nebraska up to that seven and a half, which it's been bouncing around between seven and seven and a half, that's a big half point. And uh, as, as we know from previous shows, Elijah has espoused Matt Rule's uh, stunning record as in the way underdog. So that's good. And uh, I think if uh, you can get it to 43 or uh, above that, certainly uh, it feels it feels like the under um, in terms of a, a score prediction. Um, how about 2017 Nebraska game winning field goal by Tristan Alvano set up wow. Schmitty by a block punt by Baron Miles Jr. Wow. Look at you. Bring it full circle. Vogues, we love you. Thanks for the time. <laughs> Thanks, guys.